You are listening to a Blazing Caribou Studios production. Support and subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash blazingcariboustudios. Heidi the cross-eyed opossum She just can't seem to uncross him But we all think she's awesome Heidi the cross-eyed opossum once a butterfly landed on her nose Saw her eyes and said, look at those Heidi looked down at the butterfly Who said, you couldn't look cuter even if you tried Heidi the cross-eyed opossum She just can't seem to uncross him But we all think she's awesome Heidi the cross-eyed opossum Hello and welcome back to the Varmints Podcast, where every week we do a whole bunch of research to educate ourselves and you, the listener, on all things that creep, crawl, slither, fly, jump, hop, and swim on this planet one animal at a time. My name's Paul. I'm not an animal expert. I'm Donna, and today we are talking about opossums. <laughs> this is a suggestion from Jennifer in the Varmints discussion group on Facebook, and it's kind of interesting because the opossum is the Krita that is in our logo, right? Yes, we are finally doing the critter that's in our logo, which was designed by Imran Javed of the Jock and Nerd podcast, and uh, I love the logo so Ish. much. So thanks, Imran, and uh, yeah, let's get right to it with the news. This is Varman's Headline News with your anchorman. Some guy named Paul. Thank you, Matthew. At Cash's Liquors in Louisville, Florida, an opossum became a hit on social media after it broke into the liquor store and drank a 750 milliliter bottle or nearly a quart of Crevassier cognac and then <laughs> passed out in the store. <laughs> The store owner, Cashmore, said she came in from the outside and was up in the rafters, and when she came through, she knocked a bottle of liquor off the shelf. When she got down on the floor, she drank the whole damn bottle. <laughs> <laughs> the one bottle set the store back about 30 bucks, but that is hardly a steep price for all the publicity it received when the story went viral over the weekend. Oh my goodness. It was a young female opossum, and she became a social media hit Saturday when the Northwest Florida Daily News published a story detailing the marsupials' late-night escapades in the Fort Walton Beach, Florida liquor store and the nearly week-long stint in a wildlife refuge it spent nursing what must have been a really, really bad hangover. <laughs> a liquor store employee found the opossum in the store. A police officer took the opossum to the Emerald Coast Wildlife Refuge uh, it was given fluids, it was given some rest, and they the refuge released the unharmed animal back into the wild the following Thursday. So the opossum lived, it was fine. <laughs> They're tough little animals, I learned this week. Yeah, they are. I love the article, it says, just because you eat trash all week doesn't mean you shouldn't drink like a king once in a while. <laughs> She had really good taste. Oh, yeah. We'll have a little bit of cognac. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, just a reminder, go to 
blazingcariboustudios.com for links to our audio and our show notes for today's episode. We are also on Twitter and Instagram at at varmintspodcast, all one word, and at varmintspodcast at gmail.com for questions, comments, stories, and suggestions. We are also on Pinterest, and if you put varmints into the search engine at tpublic.com, you're going to find all sorts of great merchandise. You can put us in your, let's see, you can, what, what do we have over there? We have throw pillows. Tote bag, t-shirt. Tote bag. Tote bags. I, in the little, the little thing for the show, I say maybe one day we'll have tote bags. We have tote bags. We do. We have tote bags now. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> So, if you like our show, why not tell a friend about us and introduce them to the podcast? Yes. We are everywhere the podcasts are found, and word of mouth is the very best way to help us grow. So, let's do it. Hey! Let's go get educated on some animals. I know you wanna. <laughs> <laughs> We are talking about opossums today. The opossum is a marsupial that is unique to the Americas. Opossums originated in South America and entered North America in an event called the Great American Interchange, which happened about three million years ago. That was when South America kind of geographically joined to North America. And so animals in the two continents were able to migrate further north and south than they were able to before. Today, opossums are found in North, Central, and South America. Uh, as far north as Canada and even Alaska. How many different species of opossum do you think there are, Donna? Uh, 60. There are 103 different species of opossum. I was just guessing. That's <laughs> crazy. The most common one and the one that we're going to talk the most about today is the Virginia opossum, and that is the one that lives in the United States. It is the only marsupial in the United States. Although it does live in Canada as well, and also Central America. Yes. Opossums are small to medium-sized animals. They can get to be about as big as a large house cat. There are some sort of colorful opossums, but most of them are various shades of black, brown, white, and gray. All opossums have in common a long, pointed snout, short ears, kind of a rounded body with a mostly hairless prehensile tail. And this leads many people to believe that opossums are rodents because some of them, particularly the Virginia opossum, they kind of look like those rodents of unusual size from the Princess Bride. Mm-hmm. R-O-U-S's. R-O-U-S's, but no, they are actually marsupials. Mm-hmm. The word opossum is borrowed from the Powhatan language, which is a Native American language, and it was first recorded between 1607 and 1611 by explorers John Smith and William Strachey, and both men encountered this language when they were at the British settlement of Jamestown, Virginia, which Smith helped to found, and Strachey later served as its first secretary. Strachey's notes describe the opossum as a beast in bigness of a pig and in taste alike, while Smith recorded it, half and head like a swine, tail like a rat, and the bigness of a cat. The Powhatan word actually means white dog or dog-like beast. Sometime in the early 17th century, the opossum became commonly known as a possum in the southern United States and the Midwest. There are species of marsupials called possums without the O, 
But these are completely different animals that are more related to sugar gliders than opossums, and they live in Australia and Indonesia and that part of the world. I sometimes say possum, and that's wrong. So I've been like practicing all week to just say opossum <laughs> as much as I can because technically that is, it's not correct to call what we're talking about today a possum. Well, that's good to know. Yes, don't press send. We're, we're working on it. Yes, yes. <laughs> So, turns out opossums are amazing tick killers. Yeah. So, yeah, they're really interesting. Let's see. I found a little article about this that I will put a link to in the show notes, and it's pretty interesting. There's a biologist, Laura Simon, a wildlife ecologist with U.S. Humane Society, talks about them a little bit, and she says they're one of the oldest species of mammal around, and the grubs and in insects and even mice, and they work over the environment like little vacuum cleaners. <laughs> she says <laughs> they really eat whatever they find. Yeah. And they're an animal whose first line of defense includes drooling and a wicked hissing snarl followed by fainting dead away playing possum, which you're going to talk about that. Right. And she says they're interesting critters. And now ecologists have learned something else about them. They are sort of a magnet when it comes to writing the world of black-legged ticks, which spread Lyme disease. She says, don't hit opossums if they've been playing dead in the road. <laughs> Why yeah. would you do that? What? <laughs> Why would you run over an animal that even if you thought it was dead? <laughs> I'll talk about that in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> So several years ago, scientists decided to learn about the different part that mammals play in the spread of ticks and diseases, and they tested six species, white-footed mice, chipmunks, squirrels, opossums, and viris, and catbirds. I don't know what a viri is. We'll have to look that up later. By capturing them and caging them, and then exposing the test subject to 100 ticks. And what they found is that of the six species, the opossums were remarkably good at getting rid of the ticks, much more than any of the others. One of the scientists said, I had no suspicion they'd be such efficient tick-killing animals, but indeed among the opossums' other traits there is this. They groom themselves fastidiously like cats. If they find a tick, they lick it off and swallow it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the research team on the project went through droppings and found this out. And uh, so they were all studying possum poo. Yes. <laughs> yes. Extrapolating from their findings, the team estimated that in one season, one opossum can kill 5,000 ticks. Whoa. That's amazing. Wow. So what they're learning about how complex the interaction of ticks and mammals can be is interesting. They're, they've found that foxes probably serve as a host for ticks seeking a blood meal, but foxes are great at killing the white-footed mice, the species in the environment credited with being the chief reservoir of Lyme bacteria. And likewise, opossums wandering around at night, they pick up a lot of ticks, and some ticks end up getting their blood meal from the possum, but more than 90% of them ended up being food for the opossum instead. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. They said they're the net destroyers of ticks. So it's a justification, they say, to leave opossums be. People are very hard on them, yes. they said. And that's in part because they think opossums might be rabid when they drool and hiss and carry on. But that's just what they do. And in fact, opossums are resistant to rabies. Meanwhile, right. even though they're not particularly pretty, 
you should remember that they're gonna like kill all these ticks and keep them away from human beings in the meantime. Yeah. So we should all be very, very happy to when we see opossums. We should say thank you, opossum, for eating all those ticks because <laughs> they're gross. Unless you like ticks, but I don't know anybody who does. <clears throat> well, I mean, they spread Lyme disease, which is pretty serious and it is awful. So yeah. I think we should be very thankful to the opossum. Thank you, opossum. I agree. I'm going to talk a little bit more about that later. Yeah. So when they are threatened or harmed, an opossum will play possum. You've heard of that before, right? Yes. The scientific name for playing possum is apparent death. And that is a behavior in which animals take on the appearance of being dead. And opossums are masters at this. When an opossum senses a threat, the animal's lips are drawn back, the teeth are bared, they stiffen up and they fall over, sometimes saliva will foam around their mouth, their eyes will close or half close, and they have those, uh, you know, the anal glands. Mm -hmm. So they will emit a foul-smelling fluid from those glands that smells like death. Right. Sometimes they will lose control of their bowel and bladder, so they will poop and pee. And that's it. And they go completely stiff. They can be prodded, poked, turned over, even carried away without any reaction at all. And opossums will typically regain consciousness after a period of a few minutes to about four hours. And you can tell when the opossum is starting to come to because it'll start with a very slight twitching of its ears. The right. thing about apparent death that I did not know is that it's not a conscious act. Hmm. The opossum doesn't see the danger and then think to itself, well, I'd better play dead right now. It's completely involuntary. It's like fainting, except with bonus features. <laughs> this can be a problem in populated areas because opossums on their menu are things that have been hit by cars. And so they will go out on the roadway to eat roadkill and a passing car might trigger the apparent death response. And then that opossum becomes roadkill because fainting on a busy road is just not a great strategy. Right. But in the wild, it works out really, really well. Yes. Yeah, yes. but completely involved. It's like fainting. It's like just, you know, when, when somebody, uh, I don't know, sees blood and they put their hand on their forehead and go, oh my goodness, and they pass out. I, I don't know <laughs> if that happens anymore, but like when it happens in the movies and they somebody just <laughs> passes out, that's what opossums do. Hmm. Yep. Danger. Ah! <laughs> Need an opossum fainting couch. <laughs> oh my word. That looks dangerous. I think I'm going to faint. <laughs> I do picture opossums as having southern accents and getting the vapors. <laughs> like they're like Scarlett O'Hara. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my word. <laughs> oh my word. It's awesome. Disclaimer time! The Varmint's podcast knows it's not fair to compare animal intelligence to human intelligence. But then, Donna and Paul only have the yardstick of themselves, so they're going to do it anyway. Uh, opossums are not known for being particularly intelligent, I'm afraid. It depends on what you're talking about, apparently. Okay. They've been tested against several other animals about where food is. Their ability to remember where they cached food is better than most other animals, including rabbits and dogs and cats. 
Really? The only animal that they weren't better than was humans. So. That's interesting. Because everything I read said opossums are dumb. Yeah, I think they're probably fairly, you know, know, average for that kind of animal. But as far as their memory of where they cached food, they are superstars. So I think I'll put them right around five. Okay. I gave them a four. Yeah. Yeah. They're not they're not big problem solvers, but they certainly have a pretty good ability to remember where they put stuff that cool. they want to eat, which is pretty important. Well, we are going to talk about opossums in pop culture and a couple other things, but we're going to do that right after this. Please listen carefully. Salutations, and thank you for lending me your ears for a moment. This is Brisky from the Turn of Phrases podcast. Turn of Phrases is a show all about exploring the origins and history of idioms, metaphors, superstitions, old wives' tales, and more. New episodes come out every Monday, so come along with me as we turn some phrases. Well, this here's Animal Rancher and Expert at Large, Cotton Shorts. You know Paul and Don are just a couple of nerds like you, and they don't usually get to see animals in the wild. But so we'll talk about where they usually do get to see them, which is to say on popular culture, books, movies, television, and video games. And also viral internet sensations. So I'm going to talk about Heidi the Cross-Eyed Possum, which you heard at the beginning of the show. There's a little uh, tribute song that somebody made for her. So Heidi was a Virginia opossum. She was housed at Germany's Leipzig Zoo. In December of 2010, the two-and-a-half-year-old cross-eyed animal made international headlines shortly after a photograph of her was published by Bild, which was a German sort of a tabloid newspaper, kind of like the Inquirer here in the in the United States. So Heidi inspired a a few YouTube songs, one of which you heard at the beginning of the show, a line of stuffed animals, a Facebook page with over 290,000 followers, and uh, a little bit of, of fame on the internet. So Heidi was originally raised in a wild animal sanctuary in North Carolina after being found as an orphan in May of 2008. She was then given to a zoo in Denmark before being given to the Leipzig Zoo in Germany as a part of a new tropical wildlife exhibit. That exhibit opened to the public in July 2011, and Heidi was exhibited alongside two other opossums named Naira and Teddy. Heidi's most notable attribute, of course, was her big crossed eyes, which made her look really, really goofy. People that studied Heidi think that those might have been caused by fatty deposits behind her eyes, forcing them to cross as a result of maybe a poor diet from when she was younger. So this condition didn't really affect Heidi's health in any way, mainly because opossums are nocturnal, but it would have made her vulnerable to predators in the wild. So that's why she had to be kept in captivity, to keep her alive. Right. Very soon after that exhibit opened, Heidi was had to be euthanized by the zoo veterinary staff on September 28th, 2011, because she had had several weeks of struggles against arthritis and other old age health conditions. She was losing weight rapidly. But before you feel too bad about Heidi, the lifespan of opossums in the wild is normally about two years. And Heidi lived to the ripe old age of three and a half. So she had a good long life. Yeah, she had a good old run. She did. 
Uh, here's another one of the little uh, YouTube songs that somebody made to pay tribute to her. So even though Heidi just kind of blew up on the internet for a short period of time and people were making all these wonderful tributes to her, the Leipzig Zoo itself didn't really capitalize on Heidi's sudden fame. So there was no marketing, there was no t-shirts, there were no anything, any attempt to make Heidi seem any more important than any of the other animals at the zoo. In fact, the zoo spokesman at the time said, we understand that Heidi has become so popular and that people will want to see her but that will not change the zoo's strategy with the exhibit that she's one animal of many, which I thought was pretty cool. Aw. Yeah. Yeah, she was awfully cute. <laughs> Big crossed eyes. I Just don't know, I kind of think opossums are <laughs> kind of adorable in a weird <laughs> snaggly tooth way, you know? <laughs> they kind of are. Well, I am going to talk about Crash and Eddie from the Ice Age series of films, animated films. So, <laughs> Crash and Eddie are two twin opossum brothers that f first appeared in Ice Age The Meltdown. Crash is voiced by Sean William Scott and Eddie is jo voiced by Josh Peck. As children during the Ice Age, Crash, Eddie, and their mother adopted a young abandoned mammoth called Ellie, who's in the show making her forget her origins and making her think she's an opossum. And in later years, they're met by Manny, Diego, and Sid, who are trying to escape from the flood and soon became part of the game. Crash and Eddie spend most of their time attempting dangerous stunts, such as buggy jumping above lava pits, being catapulted through the air by a tree with the assistance of Ellie or Manfred, and racing logs. Although they are close Lookalikes, it is possible to tell who's who. Crash has a flatter nose and has blue eyes, while Eddie has a pointed nose and brown eyes. Eddie also has some hair between his eyes. In some scenes of Ice Age 3, both Crash and Eddie had blue eyes. According to Eddie's comment in Dawn of the Dinosaurs, Age Before Beauty, this would indicate that Crash is the older brother and Eddie is the younger brother. So, I don't know why that would be so, but there you go. <laughs> now, Eddie is more of a wimp than Crash, and the two love each other very, very much. As shown in Ice Age, The Meltdown, Eddie runs to Crash after Manny shot him out of a tree, which we're going to hear that in a second. They also cling to each other a lot when they're faced with danger. It's also possible that Crash and Eddie are references to Lifty and Shifty from the show Happy Tree Friends or vice versa. So, pretty, <laughs> pretty funny. They are funny little guys. Yeah. Yeah, so we're going to hear the clip right now where Manny shoots him out of a tree. Crash and Crash is flying through the air and it doesn't work out particularly well. <laughs> okay, here it goes. Well, if you're too lame to do it, we can get Ellie. No, no, no. No, I can do it. I can do it. Yeah, 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 yeah! Come on, come on! Have you done this before? Ha! Only a million times! Farther, farther, farther! Perfect! Fire! Yeah! I can fly! <laughs> I believe I can fly! 
ran into a tree. Eddie. <laughs> 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 there are lots of cute little quotes with these guys. There's one scene where one character asks them, why are you so happy? I mean, the world is probably going to end. And they're like, let me just let you in on our little secret. We are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> uh. yeah, they're very, very funny. So we'll just leave you with one tiny little because they did a poo joke, so we have to play it. We gotta play a poo joke. Yeah. Crashing Eddie, Eddie reporting for duty. Duty. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, they're very cute. The Ice Age series is adorable, so. It's fantastic. Yeah. Well, wouldn't you know I have this lovely pot pie ready to go in the oven. Isn't that gorgeous? Tell me you wouldn't put that in your food box. <laughs> Possum pot pie, what do you think? No. No? <laughs> I'm not eating no possum. I am not. I'm, uh, no. People used to eat them all the time. Possum and sweet <sighs> potatoes was a yeah, dish. Yeah, they used to eat a lot of stuff all the time. <laughs> Remember to us I... talking about hamburgers and how King Charles II used to powder it up and put it on his eggs? Oh, yeah. There's no reason to do that, and there's equally no reason to eat a possum now. <laughs> there, there's a lot of them, though. There's so many of them. I would try one. I would try it. Meh. <laughs> Not in the food box, I'm afraid. I still have the old Joy of Cooking cookbook that has <laughs> recipes for wild game in it, and I'm pretty sure that there isn't a possum recipe in there. Oh. You'd have to do something about the the anal glands, though. Like, you'd have to take care of them. I'd have to have somebody that knew what they were doing with an opossum to prepare it for me. I, I wouldn't do it myself. <laughs> uh, I just, I don't know. Just trying new meats is not a hobby for me, so. <laughs> I never looked at it like a hobby before, but I guess you're right. It kind of is. You're like... <laughs> What do you do for fun, Paul? I have a podcast. I like video games. Trying new meats. <laughs> I, I can't argue with that at all. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Let's do our animal fact of the week. Well, hello, Paul. Don, it's me, Billy Lee Campbell. Hey, Billy. Well, hello. And I'm here to ask you a question. Yeah. Is your brain a repository of useless information like mine is? Yep. Well, let's help you win that next trivia night or just sound smarter than the rest of the room with the Animal Fact of the Week. Back to you, Paul and Donna. Oh, good old Billy. I bet he's he's eaten a possum in his time. He sounds like he would really enjoy possum. Opossum. Oh, I, I bet you he knows how to make some good opossum. You never know. Opossums are... They're, they're not cute. They're... They're sort of cute in an ugly kind of way. And so the sight of one on your porch or in your yard might seem unwelcome. When you approach an opossum, it might open its mouth very, very wide and bare all its teeth at you, all 50 of them, and hiss at you. And it looks like a creature that can really do you some harm. And understandably, some people get a little bit freaked out by opossums. So I just wanted to touch on a few really great things about having opossums around. 
despite that aggressive display, they are actually very gentle and docile creatures, and they rarely, rarely, rarely ever bite. They will bite if they're cornered and if they're mishandled. They will, of course, like any animal, they're going to defend themselves. But if there is an opossum in your garage or on your porch, you can simply get a broom and just sort of gently guide it away, and it will just go on its merry way. If you or your kids or pets do happen to get bitten by an opossum, of course you're going to need to see a doctor or a veterinarian to treat any wounds. But the good news is, as you mentioned earlier, is that opossums are highly resistant to rabies and distemper. And it's very, very rare for an opossum to be a carrier of one of those diseases and to then give it to you or your, your pet. Right. Another thing opossums are immune to is snake venom. So being that they're omnivorous, they have been known to kill and eat venomous snakes and also poisonous frogs and toads. So they'll keep those away from your house. If there's an opossum roaming around your garden in your, in your vegetables and such, likely they are foraging for all the slugs and snails and insects and beetles that are otherwise doing damage to the things that you're trying to grow. And the greatest thing about opossums, as you talked about earlier, is their relationship with ticks. Opossums get rid of a lot of ticks. Yeah. If you think about the things that people are completely squicked out by, spiders, snakes, insects, roaches, ticks, those are all in the opossum's food box. And they eat roadkill, so they keep, they, they, they're kind of like nature's cleanup crew. If you have an opossum in your attic or somewhere where it's hard to remove safely, go ahead and call an animal trapper. In Florida, when they trap a raccoon, because raccoons are have rabies, are rabies carriers, they will actually euthanize the, ra the raccoon. Not so with opossums. If you have to have an animal trapper come out in almost any state that I could see and remove an opossum, they're just going to take it to the nearest forest or woods area and let it go alive. So you don't have right. to worry about that animal dying. Yay. Unless they've been gravely injured. Like if your dog has attacked it, and it's really wounded, they're probably going to be euthanized. But a, a healthy opossum, they're just going to let it go. Right. If you see an opossum in your yard or on your porch or wherever, be gentle to it, say hello, say thank you, and just let it go about its business, because they are the good guys. Absolutely. Well, I thought that we would just add a couple of little, little more facts, a couple more fun little facts about opossums. Do it. Yeah. So, opossum babies, when they are born, are as tiny as honeybees. Wow. Can you imagine? The teeny weeny little opossum baby. They can have litters up to 20 babies at a time, but usually only half of those survive or so. But as soon as they're born, they crawl into the mama's pouch where they continue to grow and develop. And then when they get bigger, they venture in and out of the pouch and they often ride on their mama's back as she looks for food. And I'm sure you've seen the video lately. I think I saw a meme on Facebook, a little video of this mama opossum. She had 12 babies all yes. hitching a ride on her back. <laughs> she was absolutely laden down in, so in baby opossums. So funny looking. She was yeah. just waddling along. These are my babies. <laughs> really neat. It is. I really like that. They are accomplished tree climbers, but interestingly enough, they 
uh, cannot hang from their tail. Their tail is not strong enough to hold them hanging upside down. So they're shown that way in a lot of pop culture and in our own logo. They're shown, <laughs> yeah. It's shown hanging from his tail, but they they can't actually do that in reality. <laughs> that I thought that was interesting. Oh, no. Is Imran going to have to change our logo? Uh, no. I mean, nah. they don't <laughs> wear headphones either, do they? So, I mean, <laughs> no, they don't. You know. <laughs> <laughs> they have thumbs. They have opposable thumbs on their little feet, on their rear feet. So, technically, they're toes. <laughs> yeah. But they have a, an opposable first toe, which is, I think, super duper fun. Cool. So, and then their, uh, their tails... We'll go right back to the tail really briefly. They have prehensile tails, and that they they grasp them to help them climb around in the tree. It kind of helps them move around in the trees and stuff. And they can carry materials in their tail, like bundles bundles of grasses and other stuff like that. One thing you should know is that opossums live in either holes in trees, or they might live in dens of other animals. So when we talk about animals that are keystone species, because they're Dens are uh, lived in by other animals. Well, this yes. is one of the other animals that lives in dens that were made by keystone species. So Cool. Um, they have really great pupils. The eyes of the opossum appear black, but their pupil is just strongly dilated. There is an iris around them, but it's just mostly not visible. And this is because they are nocturnal guys, and they, they really need a lot of that eye to be open so that they can see stuff. Right. So, yeah. Did you talk about in the opening what the males and females are called? I know I didn't. Ah. Male opossums are called jacks and females are called jills. Oh, okay. Yeah, and the young Very are cool. referred to as joeys, just like their Australian cousins. So Kangaroos. A group of opossums is called a passel. Oh, I like that. A passel yeah. of opossums. <laughs> and that's it. Little interesting facts about opossums. Fantastic. Do you have opossums in Colorado? We do. Very cool. Yes, we do. Opossums are great. They are. They're really neat. They're funny. Yeah. They eat a lot of things, and they are a very good thing to have in your environment. They are. They're great. Yeah. Well, that is going to do it. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to this podcast. We do really appreciate it very much. This podcast has been brought to you with technical support by Matthew Chomo and bed music by Kevin McLeod. Thanks, guys. Our vocal talent today was by Carrie McGinnis, Chris Brayton, Curtis Craddock, Andrea Freitas, Chris Green. Thank you, guys. And thanks once again to Jennifer and the Varmints Discussion Group on Facebook. She recommended this episode, and it was a really fun one to do. Yeah, they are opossums are really neat little critters. And we especially thank those of you who give the Blazing Caribou Studios Patreon a dollar or two every month. And those of you who have bought things from our Tea Public store already, we really do appreciate it. Yes. Alright, it's time for the Rugrat Corner. If you have a Rugrat eight years of age or younger that wants to be on the podcast, send us a message on Facebook or email us at varmintspodcast at gmail.com for details. We make it super easy for you and your Rugrat to hear their voice on the podcast, so give us a little bit of a nudge and we'll do that for you. Yes, absolutely. And this week we have Nano. Nano has something to say about opossums. Oh, I almost slipped and said possums. This is from the podcast. 
What's your name? And I'm Nana. Okay. What do you know about opossums? Huh. The of tail. Um. Hand, hand, foot, foot, hand. Two foot hands. <laughs> Their hands. Their feet can grab. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they have a pleasant tail. They'll come with supials, and they have a pouch. What is their pouch for? Helping their babies resist. Okay. What do they do when they're afraid? Play dead. That's right. Can you wake them up? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is that it? Do you know anything else? They live in a swamp. They live in a swamp. <laughs> Can you say bye? Bye, this is on the podcast. Bye. Say bye. <laughs> Thanks, Nano. Oh, he did that's good. so cute. He knows quite a bit about opossums. Absolutely. Yeah. And also adorable. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much, Nano, and thank you to his mom, Nikki, for recording that for us. We really do appreciate it. And thank you again for listening, and until next time. Be nice to animals. Especially opossums. Especially opossums, because they eat all the ticks. They're great. You've been listening to a Blazing Caribou Studios production. Support and subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash Studios. You there? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, were you waiting for me to play a clip? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs>